many years ago, designer Michael Santi worked on the design for the now retired forever Paper Keg Comics podcast. Over the years, he's provided logos for just about every podcast I've been associated with. More importantly, we're good friends. Michael's art is influenced in large part by movies, and he wanted to talk about the experience of actually going to the movies. We start off talking about his first theater, the Cinesphere in Toronto, which was the first permanent IMAX theater. Cinesphere. Yep. Is that how you pronounce it? Cinesphere? It is. Yeah, Cinesphere, yeah. I actually looked it up before we uh, I started and? reading. I went into my local library, tried to see if they had books on the Toronto Cinesphere. No. And they told me to get out. Yeah, yeah, of course they did. <laughs> it was actually closed for like probably 10 years until just recently. Really? And they reopened it. Yeah. It used to be part of like a like a big sort of like downtown water park amusement park thing. And IMAX, I don't know if IMAX built it, but um it was like IMAX's first like big movie theater. Mm-hmm. And they would show all mo- like IMAX movies would be presented there, and then they closed it because nobody went to the amusement park anymore, and they shut that down. And then they just reopened it, and they played like Dunkirk mm-hmm. and stuff on it because it's like the it's like three stories tall the the screen. It's like huge. What was the first movie you saw there? Do you remember? No, I was definitely like some documentary about going to Africa or something. And it was like <laughs> the plains of the Serengeti, I think, or something like that was the first one. And then Hail Columbia, which was like a rocket ship. Like it was, they took cameras onto a space shuttle, like Columbia, and they went really? to space with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had them hooked up like in, uh, in like the shuttle bay doors. You know how they open up and then like the mm-hmm. arm comes out. They had cameras like in there. And so really? the thing opens. Yeah, yeah. The thing opens and then, IMAX camera like three stories tall and it's like earth inside this like sort of framing of the ship and it's amazing so gorgeous I thought Columbia was the one that exploded was that the one that exploded on a reentry yeah 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 it was this was like before that it was like the mission or two before that yeah oh I see (laughs) so the the mission was to get you the IMAX footage and that was specifically (laughs) specifically for me so that i could enjoy space and i was like thanks guys i really appreciate it as a five-year-old kid you've done this all just for me i was uh thinking about what my first movie theater experience was too and it was uh the earliest one i can remember was we used to have this theater it's not like the nice theaters they have now like the 22 screen 30 screen stuff that we usually go to it was like this POS strip mall movie theater in like a Bradley's or like right next yeah. to a Bradley's in an, in an arcade. And I think that's where like all theaters were like that before. I know. right? Uh, like, like I don't I, think you could you get like, really see those nice anymore. Ones. Really? No. Because the, if it's not like a large one, it's like a, a super nice hoity toity old school one that's been renovated and it's called like some fancy pants theater. Yeah, exactly. But, but that theater had, um, Sticky floors, I remember. Barely, the seats barely <laughs> folded up. But the movie that I saw was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was nice. my first uh, theater experience, 1990. Yeah. And that theater stayed there, and it was it stayed there for movies that like eventually went to VHS. Like, they would still play them. But tickets like the in-between. T- like, the yeah. in-between. Like, once they were done, it would go... Once it was done theaters, it would disappear for a bit, and then it would show up in these theaters, and then it would show up like on DVD like a couple mm-hmm. months later or something. Tickets were like a dollar. Mm-hmm. I loved it. The strip mall was also the same place that did like baseball card conventions during the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All things nerd exist here and here alone right. and nowhere else because they don't want them. So what is it about the movie theater experience that resonates with you still to this day? I think it's just like this communal place that everyone comes to. Um, this idea that like, you get to see ideally like this sort of extravagant show um, or even like personal stories. Like I think, I think the one thing that's amazing, at least the one thing that connects me to movies is like the idea of stories and I'm um, telling powerful stories and like what stories can do for, for people. And then because stories are such like a big part of my life, movie theaters are like 
like the church or something of stories. Mm. You know, like you go there and it's like everyone from all different parts of the of the city or whatever come together and they get to enjoy this like one experience together in a group and it's like uninterrupted and unaffected by ideally like your cell phone or others like just outside life it's like here you are and like committed and i think that's like really fun and i was actually the reason why i decided to do theaters when you asked me to do the show was because i was having this conversation with a friend of mine recently and i realized that like i go to the movies all the time i've had you know five or six like long-term relationships and i've I've never made out in a movie theater. Like I, I, I know that sounds stupid, but like I go and I'm watching, like I realized I was like, I was with a girl for like seven years. We went to movies like three or four times a month. Never, not once. Right. It was like, as soon as I get right. into the, th- no, as soon as I get in the theater, it's like the lights are on. It's like, I don't know who else is here and I don't care. It's just me and the movie. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of messed up. But also like, kind of telling about who I am and like my love for movies is like to go and like be there and like don't bother me like don't touch me just like let me watch this movie please my my mental image of your story turned to like a woman trying to caress your face with her mouth and you just like palming her away slowly as you're concentrating on the IBAC screen <laughs> yeah uh-huh. do you remember what the uh I was trying when you were talking about um like a communal experience of a story, the you know oddly the first thing that came to mind was when I went to go see the Passion of the Christ in in a movie theater, and there were like people weeping around me audibly. Yeah, at that movie. <laughs> that that movie was like so shocking to watch that I'm not even sure how people could cry. Like it was just so violent. I was just like, yeah, I, I don't even want to watch this. Like. It's it's beyond gruesome. Like it's like I get the point. You're trying to go for realism or whatever, Mel Gibson. But like, no, like you're. It's so brutal. I can't even watch the screen. Therefore, I'm not. I'm not getting any of the story you're trying to tell. Which right. was you, really nothing at all, anyways. But you were probably ready. Okay, maybe now I'll make out with you as we watch yeah. Passion oh, of the Christ. Case. Oh, oh, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. Let's <laughs> do it. Jesus torture porn. I'm yeah. ready to make out yeah. with you now. Oh God, yes. And then uh, she knew. And then she right. left me after that. She, was <laughs> she like, left no. you that night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, this is not what I signed up for. So what are some, what are some of your favorite experiences revolving around the movie theaters itself? Was Cinesphere your main haunt or were there other ones that popped up eventually? No. So Cinesphere was like in downtown Toronto. So I didn't live downtown. I lived like in the suburbs outside of Toronto. So I went, there was like a couple sort of like theaters like you were talking about. Um, where they're like small and sticky mm. and, uh, and where did I go? There was one called like gateway six, which was like the main place. And then that ended up becoming like the che- super cheap spot that my buddy's brother ended up working at. And mm. then we would go there and see movies for like no money. They just like let us in. Right. And by that point, like the movie theater was like dead anyways. No one, they were going to like 12 other different theaters in the area. So they would just be like, okay, what time is it? Come on in. Like, just sit, eat this ginormous bag of popcorn, <laughs> get fat and watch Dark Knight for like the 10th time. Sounds good to me. This is great. Right. Um, I remember one time, have you ever seen The Fountain? Yeah, I've seen that. But we're only okay. in theaters. I think that was the last time I saw it. Okay. So that's like one of my favorite movies ever. And I saw mm-hmm. it at this place when it had already been like turned into this like crappy no man's land theater. And I walked in, the movie started at like, let's call it 5.30, and I showed up at 5.15. And I bought a ticket, and as soon as they paid for the ticket, the cashier turned to the the only other guy working there, was like, just go start it. No one's coming to see this movie except for him. And I was like, great. So they started it like 15 minutes early. And I'm sitting down, so hyped to watch this movie. And, uh, And of course, one other dude comes and sits like one row ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And like one to the left, like dude, you have a whole theater, All right? You you got to sit right beside me. <laughs> like what the hell, man? Like this is an opportunity for you to sit wherever you want. Yeah, this is the dream. Do you, do you usually go to see movie theaters alone? Because I I feel like that is, I mean, not to be paradoxical to what your original statement of being communal, but like I love going to see a movie alone mm-hmm. and like not a care in the world. 
just stroll in. You know, maybe I'll get in line for popcorn. Who cares? And then I'll just waddle on over to my seat and not have to worry about anything. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a movie by myself. Like, like I said, it is like a church thing. It is a communal thing. But I think it's also like you don't always go to a church. I mean, I grew up Catholic. I'm not anymore, but I grew up Catholic in that idea of like going to church doesn't always have to be a communal thing. Sometimes you just go there hmm. to be close to the thing you care about. And sometimes that doesn't need other people. Right. Like, um, I was like going through like past movie experiences and I was like, have you ever seen, I saw cloudy with a chance of meatballs one I day. Like that, it, I love that movie. Dude. I went like in the middle of the day. I had a day off school and I went and I just like cried like for five <laughs> minutes just by myself in this theater watching this movie. And I was like, this is so lame, but this is cool. Cause no one else would do this with me. I think uh-huh. that's really like going to the movies alone started because I generally watch movies that most of my friends don't like. And so it's like, if I want to go and see this thing, I have to go with myself or no one at all. Right. You know? What was the last movie you watched? Uh, Annihilation I just saw, uh, actually. What did you think of it? Amazing. It's so good. I liked it a lot. I, uh, the same guy who did Ex Machina, which mm-hmm. everyone loves, which I was not a huge fan of. Um, but this movie is just like, it's a trip. Like you leave the theater and you're like, where was I for the last hour and a half? I have no idea. I don't really remember it. It feels like a dream. Um, it was, it was fascinating. And Natalie Portman is obviously like really good, but the soundtrack in that movie, like the audio and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. How about, how about the audio pieces when, you know, the big scene towards the end in that dancing scene? Yeah. Like next, what is even next level? What is even happening? <laughs> I don't even like. It's such a strange. I felt like I was hearing sounds that I've never heard in my life before. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it's... seeing things I'd never seen before. Like when it's like that pod thing is like spinning in on itself. Yeah, I was like, what is this? What are you even? <laughs> what are you even doing? Like, and that's why I go to the movies to see things like that. But it was just like, thank you. You know, thank it, you it felt this. like a. You know, I love Contact with uh, Jodie Foster. This felt like yeah. an alternate universe version of Contact. Mm, actually better, like a better, like, because in, in with Contact, it was like they did this thing where they were trying to take something that was abstract, you know, like they, they even at the end, they have that whole scene where it's like, oh, it's abstract, but we tried to make it look mm-hmm. like your dad because you would understand it. And this, they were like, nah, no, like, this is just going to be as messed up as we want it to be. And that's what's <laughs> going to make it alien is like that you have no idea what this is. Like, let's do like a 10 minute mime routine, like abstract dance <laughs> show. And I was like, what? okay, cool, man. Cool. Power to you. Yeah. I remember Only- um, when I was younger, I also had friends that worked in movie theaters, but I, the security in a movie theater is so lax in terms of like tickets for all the ones I've gone to. Like you could just get in there at 9 a.m., go to see a movie, walk into another theater, go see another movie and repeat and rinse, repeat. And like nobody, and nobody cares. My friend did that last week. <laughs> she, and we were going to go this weekend to do that exact thing. And she's like, dude, we just saw like two movies. I was like, really? She's like, yeah, we got some wine. It was like her and her other friend. They bought some wine and they went to go see that movie with Edges Alba and Kate Winslet. That like this was like a few months yeah, the, ago. Yeah, the airplane crash. The movie airplane crash. Yeah, they saw that, and then what did they see right after that? Oh my god! Oh, I got to think about it. The Last one. Jedi. No, no, it's even more absurd. Oh, oh, they saw Mother. So they did a double oh, feature. Geez. So they went from Kate Winslet living on a mountain, drinking a bottle of wine, the two of them, and then they snuck into the next movie. And the next movie is Mother. It was like, wow, what a contrast. What a, what a yeah, what a back to back feature that was. Yeah, no kidding. Like, what a tr- like, better they saw it in that order than the other direction. You know, imagine <laughs> seeing Mother first and then seeing that movie. Like, how boring. I used to remember going i used to buy also like matt i used to buy children's tickets all the time at that kiosk because like they won't i would just buy myself like children's tickets and then go see a movie no one no one checked no one cared no one cares period i'm always places (laughs) nobody cares about anything at all ever anymore (laughs) matt come on no um i've always i always thought about doing that but i'm so big a human as a human being as you know Mm. that i've always like there's Nothing about this is going to work. Nothing about 
about this is going to happen where I walk in with a child's ticket. They're going to look at this and totally bust <laughs> <No>. me. <laughs> so what are some of your other uh, favorite moments in theaters? Did you have like um, wrote, religious experiences seeing any other films? I wrote a list. I want to hear it. Okay. Okay. So I, I can give you my top five favorite like movie experiences and then I have a list of memorable experiences. But All we, right. I'll do them. the top five because I think uh, number one was like seeing those IMAX movies at the Cinesphere. Like I've with, never seen an IMAX movie. Dude, they're they're so sweet. Like they're sometimes they can be a little boring, but they always get amazing actors to do the voiceovers. Mm. And the images, when seen on a screen that's like I said, like three stories tall, it's unlike anything you've ever experienced. It's right. so it, it just envelops you. And mm-hmm. uh, the sound in those rooms are incredible. Um and then the Dark Knight, did you... I mean, obviously, you saw The Dark Knight. That's a I've stupid seen The Dark Knight, yeah. Did you see it opening night? I saw it opening night, probably, but I didn't see the IMAX, because wasn't there, like, one scene or two scenes that are, like, IMAX all filmed? Of, all of the, like, um, what are they called? The chase scenes? Like, the, the big rob, action robbery? scenes, yeah the, yeah. the opening scene, the big chase scenes, then all of the, like, establishing shots of the city are all done in IMAX. Hmm. So you'd be sitting in the theater, and it would be, like... Boom, huge, huge images. But what was really cool is like everybody in the theater was there because they wanted to be there. You know, it was like Mm. they were so hyped about this movie and you could feel the energy in the room. Like that's like the thing about going to the movies that's so fun. If you get like a good crowd, like everyone's in on the ride, you know, and like that scene when his motorcycle thing like passes Joker and then goes up the wall. You know, and then turns around. The whole theater yeah. went nuts. Like, like <laughs> it was like the first time they'd seen like a naked girl or something. You know, it was just like, oh, and you could feel it in the crowd. It was like, you nerds. But then you're like, you realize you're screaming along with them. And you're like, oh, I'm, right. I'm a nerd too. That's cool. Fine. The, uh, the build up to that movie was so good too. Remember the teaser trailer was just like Joker's voice. The teaser, the ARG, people like running around like trying to find clues like in real cities. Yeah. Like what are you doing? Like no like Oh my gosh. There was a it was a fever pitch. Like you couldn't turn around and see someone without having a conversation about Dark Knight like in my friend circle. Like everyone was so mm-hmm. incredibly hyped about it. What did you think of uh, Dark Knight Rises? Actually, I saw that with Jonesy. And really, was me, Jonesy. What was the time frame of that? It was like right when it came out. We came, I, me, and Brad had come down for like a meetup. Meetup, and we were staying at the house. And then we went with uh, Jonesy and his wife, and we went and watched it. And it was like, what is this? And Mm -hmm. then the more I've seen it, the more I'm like just impressed by like what he was trying to do with that movie, like. What kind of, that's a ballsy move when you have the Dark Knights, like the biggest movie of all time. And then you try and give this like sort of heady, interestingly edited film. Like it has such a strange pace comparatively like, yeah. to the rest of the films. And you're just like. It's like, if, if it feels like two movies in one big package. Mm, interesting. And like, what, I feel like, I wonder if he could have ended like dark Knight rises part one with like his back being broken or something. Ooh. And did like him, a two part training. Yeah. Oh, that would have been cool actually. Yeah. I and think then, so you don't have to like out. worry about the, the forward pacing of time happening so hard mm, yeah. over the course of that film. I think that's, what's kind of interesting about it though. Cause like there's certain movies that you watch and like they're kind of long and then you enjoy them at the time, but then you go back to watch them later and you're just like, man, this is such a, sl- like, it's so sluggish. But that movie, it's like, never lets up. It's like, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 next scene, next scene, next scene. Like, we're not yeah. going to spend any time sitting around, which I think is kind of fun. It's next on the list. Ooh. Passion of the Christ. Yep. Oh, there. How did you know? How did you know? It's right here. It's so Three spin. through five, Passion yeah. of the Christ. God, I hadn't even thought about that movie until you mentioned it. Now, now I have to redo all my lists. Um, okay, I have The Wrestler on here. Oh, wow. Okay. Classic. So The Wrestler is interesting because it was the first time I was watching a movie where, like, I critiqued the well, – I was critiquing the movie as I watched it. And I remember, like, partway through the movie being like, okay, well, they have to kill him by the end because mm. this story is like – he can't live by the end of this story. You know, it's not fair – that he lives, but 
you don't want him to die either because he's done mm-hmm. all this changing. You know, you're like, oh, my God, he's done so much to, like, overcome or does you want him to be redeemed. So in, in order for him to be redeemed, he has to live. Right. He has to get through this process. But that seems like, a, like I said earlier, like really unfair to the, like the narrative of what's going on. And so by the end, I'm like, how are they going to make this end? And then it ends with it going black as he jumps off the top ropes, you know? And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, you felt what I felt, which is I, I have to give both endings. I can't give one or the other. It has to be uh-huh. both. Or in this case, none. Yeah. And I was like, I feel wow, like, holy shit. I, I don't know if I've seen that movie since theaters either. You can give me, like, movies to watch. Oh, I gotta give you a whole. That's Aronofsky list. too, isn't it? Your boy. He's my he... boy. He's my boy. Yeah, I love that guy so much. I feel like I'm in his head when I see his movies. Like he makes the wasn't movies he, I would make. Wasn't he dating um, Jennifer Lawrence when they did Mother? Yeah. He did Mother, right? I'm so I was like, when I found out they were dating, I was like, we are the same person. I wish I could be you. I wish I could be you. <laughs> they seem like such a strange, well, they're not together anymore, but they yeah. seem like such an odd couple. I know. That's why I loved it. I was like, yes. <laughs> live my dream for me, Darren. Please live my dream. <laughs> he, he looks like he's three feet tall, though, right? He's a little short. He's a little he's short. He's your opposite in other ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yo, have you seen the pictures of him in the scarf? No. Okay. Uh, can you do that right now? Just look up Google Darren Aronofsky's scarf. scarf. He went through a phase where it was like during wrestler time or like Black Swan time where he showed up to every event in the most absurd scarves, like huge, like huge. Really? Yeah. And he was in an interview. He was like, I don't like the way my neck looks. And so he would <laughs> cover them with these absurd scarves. Hilarious. Oh my God, that is a big scarf. Man, you got to like see him walk paparazzi shots of him walking down the street. You're like, what are you doing? Who chose that? And you realize, no, nobody chose that. He chose that because he's so uncomfortable with the way his <laughs> neck looks. Like what kind of decision making process <laughs> is that? What a strange, what a strange thing to be like, think that would make you uncomfortable. Like I would never think like, oh God, my neck looks really bad today. Gotta cover that up. <laughs> You're only making everybody look at your face even more. Okay, what's next on the list? Okay, the ring. So oh. okay. So I saw the ring before it had come out. It was like a week or two. They did like a like an early test screening. Mm. And I uh, went with me and two friends. And there was like maybe four or five other people in the theater. And we're watching it, and it is it was the most terrifying experience I ever had in my entire life. I didn't know what was going on, and I looked over at my friends, and everyone had their hoods up, you know, <laughs> and like no one was no one was moving, and uh, I was like, I don't know how much longer I can handle this movie. And just as I was thinking that, my buddy turns to me, and he's like, "You want to go get some snacks?" And I was like, "Yes, I do." And so the two of us get up to go and grab snacks, and the third friend reaches out as we're walking by and like grabs my arm. And I turn back and I look at him, and he goes, "Please don't leave me here alone." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, this is terrifying!" It was so terrifying. Um, and then he, we ended up going back to his place later, and he ended up like uh, pulling a prank where he called the house from his cell phone after turning off the TV. And you remember when you turn off like the VCR back in the day, it would start going mm. staticky. So yeah. it was like, turn from like the corner, like turned off the TV, then went static. And then from his cell phone <laughs> called the house. And then me and my friend just like looked at each other. We're like, Oh God, we're dead. This is it. This is our seven <laughs> days are over and we're done. We've seen this movie and it's dead. It was terrifying. It was terrifying. I feel the ring makes me think of like, I think that was like the beginning of a new heyday for horror movies back then where like once the ring came out or maybe like one or two before that, like there's all these different horror movies that were coming out from around that era. I yeah. love the ring. Yeah. Horror movies are like, it's weird. When I was younger, I was like way scared of them. And now I will, I learned some of my favorite movies to watch are horror movies. I Same. love that. It's just such something about, cause I don't get scared anymore, but it's like interesting. Cause I think it's like a lot of times, you can make a horror movie for cheap. And so someone who can take a little bit of money and make something really interesting is like super fascinating. Mm-hmm. Whereas like other movies would require such a larger budget, but like anyone could make a horror movie. And so because of that, you, you, you tend to find sometimes movies that aren't as good, but have really strong or interesting ideas in them. Like the Blair Witch yeah. Project, for instance, which is like a masterpiece, but like didn't cost that much money to make, but it was Remember full the- of ideas. 
remember the uh, marketing campaign before Blair Witch came out? Remember there were like the mini documentary that came was out more, before that? That mini documentary is terrifying. There is a picture of like the witch lady in like a with big hair and like mm-hmm. a painting. I was like, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I, I think that didn't they like interview townspeople or something in Blair Witch to like promote the movie? It was yeah. all fake, but like back then, who like, knew? Back then, like 20 years ago, yeah, whatever, right. But people didn't know. They're like, is this real or not? No, no, no one had ever done anything like that before. Like the idea of like creating this like fake thing around it. And, like, mm-hmm. giving it all this, like, myth before it even, like, arrived. And then you watch the movie and you're like, nothing actually really happens in it. But it's yeah. terrifying because you're, like, along the ride with them. Have you ever heard of the Slender Man stuff? Like, this, like the, the... The videos? Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of, like, that's not even really recent, though. Those things have been on YouTube forever. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting, those things. Like, the whole, like, uh, creepypasta What's stuff. That? Creepypasta is like this thing that's online. I think it's called creepypasta. This idea of like these like urban myths that exist online that started like on the internet, like in Reddit forums and stuff, all these like weird, creepy. Yeah, they're like modern urban myths, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's called mm-hmm. creepy. I, I'm sure if people who really know will listen to this and be like, he doesn't know what he's talking he's about. This idiot. In the slightest. I don't use Reddit. so <laughs> Maybe I in idea. Canada they call it creepypasta. Who knows? It's a Canadian thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Creepy pasta. <laughs> sure, Mike. Sure, sure. Just make words up. Just combine them together and just call them your own. What's uh, what do we got to? Four or five here? Uh, I think that was four. Um, and then five. I had. I saw two thousand one, a space odyssey mm. in theaters, which was cool. They had like an old print. Wow. Um, and at the time, that movie was like I was a big fan of it, but mostly because I had like just started learning about Stanley Kubrick. It was like, you have to love that movie because it's Stanley Kubrick and it's space. Like, how could it not be my favorite movie? But I think up until that point, I'd never even watched it all the way through. You know, it was like so long. You'd mm-hmm. be partying in advance of watching the movie, quote unquote partying. And then you couldn't sit through the whole movie, you know, because you'd be like, well, this is boring. This is yeah. so boring. Um, but then seeing it in the theater was like so different and so powerful and like, you, I realized then, that's why I put it on the list, was like, there is a totally different experience seeing something in a theater and watching it at home. Like, And I love watching stuff on Netflix, and like, I'll watch movies on my iPad. I have no problem with that, but there is something unique about seeing a movie that is made for the cinema and going there. And again, like not being distracted. And like, that movie works 300 times better in a cinema than it does like at home. It's just mm. totally about being in that space. It's so gorgeous, too, that movie. What did you think of um, Spielberg saying, didn't he come out with a quote recently saying that Netflix movies aren't worthy of Oscar yeah. consideration? He's an old person. And old, <laughs> old people, that's what old people do. They just complain about new things. Like, one day you will do that, and one day I will do that. It's like, I always laugh when I see stuff like that because it gets so much news. It's like Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg doesn't like Netflix. Like, great. Old person doesn't like new thing. This is like a title from before time. Like, who cares what Steven Spielberg has to say? Like, no, nothing against Steven Spielberg, but like, what's the last really great Steven Spielberg movie that you saw? Yeah, eat shit, Steven eat, Spielberg. Yeah, screw you. You heard it here first. Steven Spielberg is a hack. <laughs> He's a hack. <laughs> Go eat creepy pasta, Steven, and die. You know, slender man yourself. <laughs> or, is that a thing you can do? I don't think so. Probably not. <laughs> oh, I was trying to think. He did the post. I haven't seen the post. Yeah, but that I did. Allegedly I did. did. Oh? I saw that movie because it's my dad. It's a movie my dad would want to see, obviously, because he's like <laughs> 55. Um, and, was it good? Uh, no, I mean... It wasn't bad. It's like Steven Spielberg has been making movies long enough. It's like you, even if you were a bad director, if you've been making movies this long, you make an okay movie. Mm-hmm. The acting, what about Lincoln? Sorry? Did you see Lincoln? No. No. Nah, neither did I. No, who cares? About, uh, like, not, what about, not who cares, but. Here's, another, here's one maybe okay. that'll change the tide. Great yes. one. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Oh, I've never seen that. Okay, you, you want to hear a, a crazy thing coming from a dude who loves movies? 
Yes. I'd never really watched the Indiana Jones movies until like a year ago. Hmm. I'd seen them like in passing sort of, but a girl that I was dating loved them, which was weird all on its own. But hmm. we spent like a whole night. We just downloaded like all three movies and we watched them in succession. And those movies are fun. Those yeah. movies are so fun. Like, and the second, what's the second one? That movie made me understand why people think Harrison Ford is a babe. Like that movie is like, he's hot. <laughs> he's shirtless in that one a lot. Yeah. And like sweaty. And I was like, whoa, sweaty and Harrison shirtless. Ford sex symbol makes yeah. total sense to me now. I get this a hundred percent. There was that meme going around about last Jedi of that painting of Luke training the Jedi's and people were like, this is what we wanted. Like, you know, the continuation of the original story. And then I can't remember who it was. I think it was a guy that worked on star Wars pointed to the kingdom of the crystal skull. Like this is what you get when you just try to redo <laughs> what was in the past. <laughs> so take it easy. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's totally fair. I remember even like talking to my girlfriend at the time. I was like, what about this crystal of the kingdom skull, whatever it's called? I didn't even watch it. And she was like, don't talk about that movie. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't need to see Shia LaBeouf hanging out with monkeys. Who cares? How quickly they fall. Shia. And come back. I feel like he's making it, trying to make another comeback. I know. I There was like a long form article that came out about him recently that I wanted to read Me to try too. to see if he was like clean now or something. Yeah, yeah. The I think like the byline was like, trying to clean up his act. He feels bad. I'm like, that's fair. You went on a bender there for a while, but for He sure, went on maybe a five-year bender. At least. Like, <laughs> he was doing some crazy stuff. Like, he was both super interesting and I've at the same time, I felt super bad for him. Like, the idea of watching all of your movies in a row, like, live for people no to way. watch. Oh, no thanks. I don't want to see my old work. That's terrifying. Remember, he was like, there's video of him on, like, hippie reservation communes doing, like, beatboxing. He had, like, the <laughs> braided hair. <laughs> I don't know what those people were getting into, but it was wild. I might have even seen him wearing a scarf from Half Double Design. Not your granny's crochet. If you're looking for a new scarf, winter hat, blanket, tie, beanies, or just about anything that can be crocheted together in the highest of quality, look no further than Half Double Design. Amanda's waiting to hear from you, and you won't regret it. Check out halfdoubledesign.com for more yeah i don't he went off the deep end there for a bit and like wow even stevens too whatever that is like what a crazy world but like when you're an actor like some crazy stuff happens to you i imagine like yeah. that, that can't I, I be mean, easy if you're if you have more money than you'll ever need to spend and you're like a single person oh well, yeah who knows what you're really getting into I don't even have money, and I, the things I get into now is crazy. Like, I can only imagine people with money. That's absurd. That's absurd. You're probably in those videos with uh, Shia LaBeouf in the background. You probably got some weird braided hair. I, like, remove, like, the Mission Impossible mask, and it's Shia LaBeouf. The whole, I've been Shia LaBeouf this whole time. Now, you said you had another list of just memorable uh, events Hold that on. took place in the cinema. I do. I just want to... I have a list of worsts, which most of them are oh. nonsense, but I only have one. Like, I was trying to write my worsts, and I had one, and then I kept, like, trying to, like, look through memories to figure out, like, what was bad, but I'm going to go with the worst one, because this is... Okay. Lord of the Rings comes out. Uh-oh. Get my, ready, internet. Yeah, that's right. And my buddy, he's like, hey, we're, let's go watch it. I was like, okay. So, it's me... Him and his girlfriend. And by the time we get to into the theater, the only seats available are like back left corner, like up high against the wall. Excuse me. So Make I go. Make out city. Okay. Yeah. So I go in, I'm up against the wall. It's him and then her. And the movie, like this, the room goes dark and they start making out. <laughs> and they continue to make out for three and a half hours, however My long that God. first movie is. He's kicking me with his foot, you know, like uh -huh. for whatever reason, he's getting excited. So his feet are moving. He's kicking me. So, and I'm hating this movie. And I sat there for three and a half hours while he made out with his girlfriend. I was like, I fucking hate these movies. I'm sorry. I can't swear. You can beep it out. I was like, I hate these movies and I refuse to watch them now because of it. Like I've seen them all, but I hate it so much. I don't think I've ever made out with anyone for three hours, let alone one hour. Yeah. Yeah. What are and you doing with yourself? Come on. Just stop Sick trying out. to show off. 
Nobody cares. <laughs> She's not even attractive. <laughs> so bitter about that whole experience i'm so bitter it's like literally list one through five worst movie experiences lord of the rings all the way down (laughs) (laughs) oh my word there's like versions of that movie that are like six hours seven hours long i own them all i don't know why because i won't watch them but i own them all god yeah ptsd (laughs) it's real make out it's real i need one of those dogs Just so I can, I can <laughs> hang out with them. <laughs> what did you think of Last Jedi? I liked it a lot, which mm. was weird. Like, I had some... It had some weird, like, tonal issues, which I think everyone was, like, jumping on. Um, but I liked that he was like, it's okay, we can make Star Wars movies be any kind of movie. And the only way to do that is to, like, break the mold. And so you're yeah. going to look... People are going to hate you when you do the mold breaking. But, like, because of him, Star Wars may have a chance at actually, like, surviving past these next few movies. And, like, Disney should be happy mm-hmm. about that. Because otherwise, don't get me wrong, like, Force Awakens was amazing. And I was so impressed with his ability to, like, live inside the universe. The idea of making it cyclical. The idea of, like, it feeling like a Star Wars movie that was like in my mind a Star Wars movie. That's cool, but it's more of the same. Where this was like, no, it's going to be a totally different random kind of movie, which I thought was more exciting and like provide a lot more potential, I think. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, the um yeah, I love that documentary that they filmed like the while they were making Last Jedi, which is just crazy in and of itself that they yeah. had that access. Yeah. But um I was reading an article about how I mean like one call out in particular is the Benicio del Toro character who was like yeah he was weird he was like the casino scene when I first saw it I thought was like super lame like that the whole storyline and then he was in interviews he was talking about how like you know any other Star Wars story this guy would have like a redemption arc and become like a great guy but Mm -hmm. like that's just not we have to be we have to prepare ourselves for that not to happen sometimes yeah you're well you're <laughs> just waiting. like deal with it that's actually a really good point actually because it's like you're waiting for that scene to happen mm-hmm. where you're like oh and this is where he does then like you said the nice thing and then he doesn't he just does another bad thing and you're like oh god but that's that's yeah. a really great point actually like that, that he doesn't need to be redeemed like not every character in a movie needs to be redeemed as a character that's kind of a great idea actually yeah, and I remember the, the the article focused like a lot on that whole plan of theirs in the casino, just like totally blowing up in their face. Yeah, and people just like being so shocked because it is so unlike a Star Wars film for that to happen, where the best plans just turn total shit sour and like real what bad. like what's going on here this plan was worthless and yeah. like yeah that happens <laughs> it yeah, doesn't happen that often in star wars movies before this but it's happening now yeah in real life sometimes shit doesn't go your way and yeah that's cool yeah i remember walking out of that movie being like really happy about it but wanting to see it again like mm-hmm. i'm a big proponent of seeing movies like multiple times like i think the best movies are ones you can see over and over again um, and that was one where I was like, I think I need to go back like really soon to see it. And I never, I never did. And so it's out on Blu-ray, I think soon. So I'm going to, I'm going to get it and, and watch it. Cause I, I do want to see what that's like. Cause Ryan Johnson makes, has made some of the, my favorite movies of the last, like however long it's been 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, like, have you seen brick, his movie brick? I haven't seen it. Recently, I remember, yeah. I think I remember like not liking it, honestly, when I first saw it. Yeah. Didn't it do some different things with like uh, language? Weren't they saying like weird words and stuff? Yeah, yeah. It had its own sort of like weird, um, I don't want to say dialect, but like it did have its own language, which I thought was fascinating. Like when I saw that movie, it came out, that was the movie that got me into movies. Hmm. Like I was like in first year college and they were like, the guy from... Third Rock from the Sun is in this movie about high school film noir. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll go check it out. And I remember being like, well, this is such a weird world I've never seen before. And like, yeah, the way they speak is so strange. And that was like really exciting. Like seeing that movie actually um, like got me hyped. And I started watching like so many more movies after that. Mm-hmm. And, like took film classes. And I have, I have like a little special 
place in my heart for that movie. How have movies influenced your like uh, desire to be an artist and create art and design and all that good stuff? I think it's like all all sort of like tied up in the same thing is and yeah, but it's all about stories and like telling stories and. I remember like when I like I said when I was in college I started taking film classes like oh I'm going to be a film director. And then I was like oh you, there's too many people involved in making a movie and I was like but I want to tell stories. So then I I started writing comics and like reading comics. I was like oh I could do this by myself. That's cool. And then from there it became like even that is like too much. I want to be uh, I don't know it just there seemed to be like too much fluff I guess. And then that's sort of what I landed on, like, branding and, like, logo design, which is, like, still storytelling, like, but so reduced. It's, like, you want to tell the whole story of this brand, which is, like, could be decades long. Yeah. And you're sort of cramming it down into, like, a little image that, if done properly, you could stamp on things. It's, like, so small. And I think that's super cool because stories, the idea of, like, in, in imbuing, like, a little symbol with a huge story is fascinating. Like stories are so important like to people, like to human beings, like to us, like society, like stories are so, I've been listening to this guy. He's like a professor and he's been doing these lectures about, um, he's doing lecture series about the Bible, you know, and t going into what the Bible is trying to explain, um, which is sort of like whatever the Bible part of it is meh, but he just talks about stories and like the important, Focus, like not the important focus, the the importance of stories and like what they managed to do. And he was saying, you know, humans, they would just do things, you know. And so, okay, cool. Humans are doing things. They have behavior that wasn't influenced by anything. They would just act. And then people would see it. And then you would look at people acting and you would say, oh, what's the, when someone's succeeding, what, what are they doing? And they would watch what they were doing and then they would start copying those people. And then when those things that they were doing was working, they would start talking to people about it and then taking those ideas and putting them into stories. And so this idea of like stories are a way for us to explain how we should be living or hmm. lessons that we could be learning. And I think that's really, I think for me, that's the most exciting thing about stories is like lessons, what we can learn. And like my favorite movies, like going to the theater, like I saw uh, Blade Runner this summer three times that movie's Whoa. like yeah that movie's like three hours and 45 minutes but that was like the best three three hours and 50 million years worth of like i love that movie so much because it's filled with so many ideas and like what does it mean to be a person what does it mean to be struggling to find your own way in the world like what does it mean to be feel different? What does it mean to be struggling to find a purpose? Like those are all things that everybody feels all the time. And like the best stories, the best stories mirror like what it's like to be a, a human being. Mm -hmm. And I think like to me, that's the most exciting thing about them is like, oh, I can't figure out how to say something. But if I can watch a movie or find a movie, that movie will explain how I feel. I think that's cool. What's your all time favorite movie? Oh God. I don't know. It's hard. I it used to be like finding Nemo, which is like such a weird thing to say <laughs> after that whole like douchey thing I just said before. But, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. This, the I don't sequel have, was really good too. It was surprisingly good, but like yeah. it only isn't as good because it, it felt like so much a part of the original movie, like where the original movie existed on its own merit. Where, mm -hmm. like, the sequel was like, here's the first movie in a different way. Um, I don't know. I don't have a favorite movie. It's impossible to say. Like, I think The Fountain is probably one of my favorite movies, though, ever. Yeah. That's usually in my list. Um, the What's your big... favorite Tom Cruise movie? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we have some... Pro no, I feel uh, like I should have made that a question for every I'm I'm shocked on the show. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, what is my favorite Tom Cruise movie? Mission Impossible, Minari Report, Oblivion. Mm, Oblivion. Oh, God, that Live, movie. Die, Repeat. Uh, oh, Live, Jack Die, Repeat Reacher. was actually very good. Yeah. No, uh, the, the, I watched The Firm. Actually, I did a like, Tom Cruise marathon this summer. Like, oh, I my did God. The, the Firm. I did, uh, what's the racing movie? 
Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. I actually really love Days of Thunder, actually. Yeah, I will rides say up on that Thunder. motorcycle. Dude. <laughs> Man, that is such a... Cr- that movie is like... His his relationship with Robert Duvall, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is so good. It's so yeah. good. They're like antagonistic relationship, and then then they become friends, and then they get him fake fake arrested by the stripper. Right? Like remember <laughs> yeah, that scene, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. That scene is amazing. They're all laughing at him. They're like <laughs> making him look like a chump. I'm like, man, this is this is the Tom Cruise I miss. He takes himself uh, a little too seriously now. Get out. Leave I know, I know. Every now. time I hear you talk about him on a podcast, I'm like, oh no, not Tom again, <laughs> not Tom again. But I get it. Why does he take himself too seriously? Come what? off it. What do you mean? What Come, do you mean? He's been dragged through the mud for his beliefs. Oh. You know, this guy's just trying to make ends meet. He's trying to find his own place <laughs> in life, just it's like true. you mentioned a few minutes ago. That's true. I'm sorry, Tom. He take it all back. I know, I know he, I know and he would right take now. it back though. He would allow me, he would allow me to take that back and not make yeah. me feel bad about it. He's a good mm-hmm. person. I was, I got some suggested article about him. I don't know. Google knows everything. Ever, however many times I search about Tom Cruise. So I got like this suggested article on some gossip magazine. Tom meets up with Indian megastar again in, in Abu Dhabi. Like one of the actors in Mission Impossible, rogue nation i guess or yeah. ghost protocol i yeah. guess he's like a big star in bollywood mm. and there was like a, you know a news item like they're meeting up again in secret they had so much fun together i was like oh that's great mm-hmm. thanks thanks for recommending great thanks <laughs> thanks for letting me know this important piece of information about tom cruise so fountain yeah finding nemo yeah 2001 space odyssey for sure um I don't know. It's weird. Like I'm just gonna look at my movies. Hold on. I'm surprised you never worked at a video store. I used it seems to like your ideal job. Yeah, you would think that. I would just go instead instead of work. I would just get up in the morning and then bike to like my local Blockbuster for mm. all those people who remember Blockbusters. Um, and I would go up and down every single aisle for like two hours and just be like, "What about this?" I'm sure my parents were like, where did he even go? And I would come back with like, like with a movie, you know, be like, okay, here I am. Adaptation. Let's watch this. (laughs) What was the last movie that that person, that that director did? Is that Charlie Kaufman? Charlie Kaufman. Uh, Oh, he did that one with the puppets. He did that one. It was like Synecdoche, New York was his first director, directorial debut and then he did this one about pup with puppets that i can't remember i don't remember yeah guy's an odd bird yeah but (laughs) adaptation is like one of the best nicholas cage performances in a movie ever i think there's something i just read about him i saw him do a um sundance interview with like kevin smith those two goofs (laughs) together in one room he's got another movie coming out Something about where like parents try to murder their kids. It's like some off the wall kind of like dark comedy thriller. Yeah, really, yeah it's pretty yeah. good. I will give him that. Like in the last few years, he's just like doubled down on the nuts. Like it's like well, you want to put me in a random crazy ass movie. Let me like look at you with strange eyes and just overact <laughs> in every scene. And I'm like, yes. Well, apparently, he's like broke, and that's why he's in like three movies a year. Really? From what? Like, does he have like a Johnny Depp situation, or he's just overspending? Yeah, he he's he buys a lot of weird stuff, spends a lot of money on like you know rare Tyrannosaurus head that ends up being stolen, so he loses out of the money. He's trying to live out national treasure in real life. Yeah, he's trying. He's so he's somebody that I would love to like honestly interview and have a conversation with, like about comic books. Can you imagine like sitting in a room? just listening to Nicolas Cage talk about comic books for like an hour. It'd be I'm amazing. Sh- I'm sure it would be fascinating. Like, didn't he name his son like Kal-El or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he has like all those like old school comics somewhere. And his like, his last name is like based off Luke Cage, right? That's the idea too. Is like, I believe so. Like that's, he's like a real nerd in that way, I guess. Yeah. I appreciate that. Nick, if you're listening, hit me up. We're ready. He's, he lives in, like, Korea now or something. He doesn't have people. He's like Bill Murray. Like, he is his own person. I feel like he doesn't have people because he's driven them out of his life <laughs> because he's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Like, we just can't do this anymore. We're sorry, Nick. We can't. We don't want to. When was the last time you did, like, personal branding for yourself? Because I feel like that would be even more audacious. 
it's weird because I think about it all the time and I actually had like done it a few years ago. Um, I like picked some colors and I had done like this sort of like, uh, um, like astronaut head thing. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was sort of my own personal branding for a while. And it like for, for all intents and purposes, like that's what it is now. Um, but it's really hard to do. It's like really hard to do. It's like trying to write your, like I'm terrible at writing a resume. My resumes are terrible. Like Mm. I never know how to tell my own story. It's like too close. You know what I mean? That's like people like giving, like I always give like really great relationship advice until it's like, until I'm giving it to myself. And then I'm like, (laughs) Oh, okay, fine. I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh Oh, 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 CNN, Schwarzenegger has heart surgery. Open heart I just got a notification. My God. I get randomly get CNN notifications on my my laptop for some reason. I don't know why they happen, (laughs) and I don't know how to turn them off. I feel like an old person, but every once in a while. That reminds me you're living uh, the good guy Google life still, right? You have that Pixel 2? Ooh, man, let me alive. see. Can I get it in the camera? Get it in there. Oh, God, man. It looks amazing. This phone is Tell a game changer. This phone is a game changer. I remember on my iPhone, notifications were just things you threw away and mm-hmm. never looked at. You'd drop the menu down and be like, oh, man, I haven't deleted these notifications in a few days. I should get rid of these. And then with this phone, it's like I do everything from the notification area. Like yeah. I'm constantly like replying in line or like things are just, I don't know. It's so fast. It's so sleek. It looks so good. Um, and the phone is amazing. The camera is incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I took it on my trip. I went to, I went to Europe in December and I got this just before then. Cause I was like, Oh, I want a nice camera to have with me on my trip. And like made me look like a pro. Like, all my pictures look so good. I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm a professional. <laughs> I took some photography classes, F-stop, something, something, you know? F-stop. I still don't even know what F-stop means. You know, aperture. I mean, I know Nobody what they... Nobody knows. You know, no, Nobody no, knows. Not even photographers. Lying. They just lie to you. Yeah. They're just pressing buttons until something happens. <laughs> then they fix it in Photoshop later. Yeah. I will just a quick connection to my trip. I showed up in London... And I had, like, a few hours to kill before I could, like, I just landed. Like, London was my first stop. And I landed and I was had, like, three or four hours to kill before I could check in. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I just, like, started walking around. And, like, I came around a corner and there was, like, a movie theater. And I was like, ah, I'm home. This is fine. I can be okay now. I have something to do. And then I watched Justice League, which was a mess. And then... It was sad, but it was nice to be in the embrace of a movie theater, you know? Like, that That to me is, like, perfect. Like, uh-huh. when in doubt, see a movie. Like, that's, like, my go-to in life. Like, when in doubt, see a movie. Even if it's Justice League. Unfortunately, yeah. Another episode of Link in Bio in the books. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, maybe tweet out a link. Maybe Facebook message someone. Maybe call up your cousin on the telephone and say you liked it and that they should listen. You know? Maybe leave a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever they call it now. If you didn't like it, well, you can't win them all, right? Goodbye.